0: You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Wise words from my man Timberland. Hey guys, uh, it's DJ Foster. This is the Locked On Clippers podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, uh, media day was a thing that happened. Uh, you probably have seen all the quotes, saw the pictures, saw that the Clippers provided Chick Fil A and donuts, uh, which which is the biggest regret for me. I, I did not attend media day this year. Um, and clearly, I, I, I've made a terrible mistake. Uh, but we're, we're going to soldier through. We're going to fight on. Uh, here's what's on today's show. Blake Griffin asks if it's too late to say sorry. <laughs> Sneaking in a little of Uh Paul Pierce has taken a much-deserved farewell tour. But what does that mean for the Clippers? Also, what's Kevin Garnett doing hanging around the Clippers? KG. You silly guy, you've been retired like 30 minutes. Uh, What's he doing with the Clippers? We're going to detail that a little bit. Doc Rivers uh, jinxed the Warriors on media day, so everything's totally fine. Uh, Warriors, you heard it here first, not winning the championship. Thanks, Doc. And the Clippers are pulling back the curtain. They're going to have an open practice this Saturday. I'll let you know when and where a little later in the show. But first, we're going to start here. New segment alert new segment alert uh so we have the staples on the locked on clippers podcast uh if if you're a new listener we have the most mediocre 2 minutes in sports uh we have headlines from elsewhere which a lot of times is just headlines about the clippers um so we have we have those two things we had winners and losers uh, but i felt really guilty about picking a loser every day uh <laughs> So we're we're kind of ditching those. We're moving on to a new segment though. You know, you got to experiment. It's training camp for me too, guys. I'm trying to get this thing sharp and ready to go for the regular season. So, you know, after Clippers games, you can throw me on on your drive home or your drive to work in the morning, whatever it is. Subscribe on iTunes. Boom. And we get this thing rolling. So, we're trying a new segment. Uh 5 on 5. We're calling it and it actually should be called 5 in 5, because we're doing 5 topics in 5 minutes, um, a minute of piece for each topic, kind of a rapid fire type deal. Um, but 5 on 5 is a basketball term. 5 in 5 is not a basketball term. So just roll with it being 5 on 5, alright? Don't, just, alright, don't get picky here. 5 on 5, we're going to start today. Uh, first topic, topic number 1. Five minutes on the clock here. Okay, topic number one. Blake Griffin uh, wrote a open letter to Clippers fans. People do open letters still, right? Has that, has that jumped the shark? Anyway, wasting time already. Doing a bad job on the new segment. Uh, Blake Griffin does an open letter on uh, Players' Tribune uh, to Clippers fans apologizing for last year. It starts off like this. Blake Griffin says, I am truly sorry. What happened in Toronto was 100% my fault. I messed up. Blake continues, being in the headlines in 2016 is, well, it's interesting. To this day, I'll tweet out something like, so good to be back home. And the first 10 replies are, make sure you don't punch anybody. (laughs) And it's kind of an interesting peek at what Blake Griffin deals with, what he goes through. But the biggest thing I took from this piece of Blake Griffin, again, you can read it on Player Tribune, he says, our team has kind of embraced the public perception of who we are. I love that. You're the villain. You're the bad guy. Play into it. Next topic. Number two, also in the Players' Tribune. Hey, players, maybe use journalists sometimes for things. Don't make us go away <laughs> entirely. Uh, not I mean, when I say us, not really us. Okay, again, doing a really bad job at starting off the topic. Paul Pierce writes, this is his last season. He's hanging it up after this year. He's got one more left in him. That means we're getting a Derek Jeter type, Kobe Bryant type farewell tour. Um I think it kind of makes sense for, for Pierce. He's tortured so many teams over the years. It's gonna be fun to watch him go to these arenas, um, these East Conference teams, and you know, get his final goodbyes. And I loved the farewell tour for Kobe. It endeared me to him in a way that I wasn't quite ready to fully accept in my life, and it'll be nice for Paul Pierce to have something similar. Again, it doesn't really matter how he's playing, as we saw last year with Kobe. Uh, What matters most is that people are appreciating the full, uh, you know, the great career and all the years that he had. Okay, topic number three. Kevin Garnett, aka my favorite player ever, aka the big ticket, aka... Kevin Garnett, Uh, he was spotted by anyone with eyeballs uh, working with the Los Angeles Clippers during training camp. Uh, He's coming in. He's talking to the young big guys. Um, There's a picture on Twitter posted of him talking with Bryce Johnson, Diamond Stone. Uh, He was playing against Blake a little bit. He's getting some work in with the guys. Uh, Taking kind of a, a mentor role, it appears. We know he just retired. It doesn't seem like he has any motivations other than to just play basketball a little bit, teach some young guys in the NBA a few tricks. Uh, If you didn't know this, Kevin Garnett lives in Malibu, um, so he's right there for the Clippers. Uh, He's got the relationship with Doc Rivers, obviously. It wouldn't be a surprise to see Kevin Garnett hanging around the team more often, but Tyron Liu, one of his best friends in the NBA, has offered him a coaching job with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Is it possible that they snake Kevin Garnett out from Doc? Maybe, Um, but it might be time for Doc to give Kevin an official role if that's something that he wants. Otherwise, he'll be hanging out in Malibu. Woo! Topic number four. Doc Rivers, like anyone else in the basketball world, was asked about the Warriors. How can you stop them? What the deal with them is? Here's from Clips Nation. Thanks, Clips Nation. Uh, This quote from Doc Rivers on media day. Doc says... (laughs) I mean, really, we like our team. Uh, Sorry, that was more Dikembe Matumbo. He says, I mean, really, we like our team. I can't get into their team. I think we can play with anybody, and we don't feel like there's a gap. But that's all we have to prove, and I think everyone has to prove that. I know history very well in this league, and there's been a lot of quote-unquote super teams put together. I feel comfortable where we're at. Oh, snap, Doc hit the Warriors with the super team tag. You know what that means, right? Anytime a super team assembles, they're destined to fail. You know who you think of when you hear the word super team? You think of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Karl Malone, Gary Payton, Los Angeles Lakers that were too big to fail and found a way to fail anyway. Great job, Doc. Fifth topic. Last one. Or you know who else you think of? Wait, I'm not done on that. You know who else you think of when you hear super team? The Los Angeles Lakers with Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. Oh, I'm enjoying the Lakers failures a little bit too much here. Do you think there's people that listen to the podcast that are Lakers fans and Clippers fans? Is that a thing? Can you do that? I don't think that's a thing. All right, topic number five. Finally, we're going to wrap this up. The Clippers are having an open practice on Saturday at UC Irvine. Uh, It's free to the public. I think you may want to reserve a seat, though. Um, You can do that online. Uh, what you need to do is go to Clips Nation. They have the information on it, but it's this Saturday. It's an open practice. Clippers are making it available to the public. Um, these are always fun to watch. I, when I worked for the Clippers, they had one at Camp Pendleton, which is in my hometown of Oceanside, um, on base there, and they did a little scrimmage, and it's really cool to watch these guys practice, um, especially when you see someone, like, obviously he doesn't play for them anymore but Steve Novak dropping like five threes in a row and no one being able to do anything about it. It's great fun. UC Irvine also holds a special place in my heart because when I was in fifth grade, I got to go play basketball there um, at halftime of the little kids' basketball games, and uh, I made some really good passes, and the crowd went, ooh, and my teammate uh, always missed the layup, um, but I don't blame them because we were all terrible at basketball. But UC Irvine holds a special place in my heart. It holds the Clippers practice on Saturday. So check out that if you would like to see the Clippers practice. It's fun. If you've never done it before, I highly suggest doing it. All right. That's five on five. That's five in five. We went a little bit over. That's okay. We'll get quicker. I'll learn. We're going we're gonna to slide into this. It's going to be good for us. Um, hey, speaking of sitting down in a seat and watching basketball, I've got to tell you about our sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek's the smartest and easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit. Lower level, upper level, club seats, uh, mid-floor, behind the basket, so you can wave your little thingies. You can get them on SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for any game this upcoming season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. Best of all, the best part, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do. You want to save $20 on a ticket this year? Here's what you got to do. Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code L O Clippers. That's L O Clippers, as in like Lamar Odom Clippers. That's how I remember it. L O Clippers. SeatGeek will send you twenty dollars after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L O Clippers today. Hey, speaking of Lamar Odom, uh, there was a great article on the Ringer um, by Jason Concepcion, who is uh, awesome, by the way. He's the maester for the uh, the HBO program, Watch the Thrones, um, the, the recap show of Game of Thrones. That's him. Um, and he's also an incredible basketball writer, just like a really smart dude all the way around. But he wrote an article on The Ringer about the biggest hipster teams in NBA history. And it's basically like teams that didn't win championships, but everyone thought was awesome and super cool, like Run TMC and uh, those magic teams with Penny and Shaq. Like, these teams that, like, changed basketball but didn't necessarily win or get the titles or accolades or anything. Um, so it's these teams that everyone just loved. Hipster teams. Um, and on the cover photo, there's a picture of Darius Miles. And I was just like, oh, yeah, the Clip- that, that Clippers team is the most hipster team ever. Like, any Clippers fan is like, anytime you get your, your like, allegiances questioned, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I watched the Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson Clippers. I loved them back then. and Everyone's like, oh, you're legit. Or they're like, I don't know who those people are. Uh, what are you talking about? It's, it's the most hipster thing to do for a Clippers fan is to talk about those guys, which I do relentlessly. Um, but the thing that I love most about it is they, they didn't get profiled as one of like the main biggest hipster teams. They were like a low-key hipster team, which actually makes them more of a hipster team. It's like a reverse thing going on here. Uh, <laughs> I loved those teams. So anyways, check out that article. Uh, that's on The Ringer. I'm not going to read it for you like I do with most articles. you got to go and find it yourself. I'm not just going to steal all the best quotes and read them on the podcast. Although DJ Reads the Internet is a, is a fun segment uh, <laughs> that we'll have to do more often. Uh, we're going to wrap today's show up. We have one big thing I want to talk about first. Uh, We're going to wrap this up with one big thing. We're going to talk Clippers and Warriors, because that seemed to be a focus a lot on media day. Everyone's thinking about the Warriors, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Tons of hype around all those guys. Um, How do the Clippers match up with the Warriors? And to me, it's interesting that the Clippers are giving Allen Anderson some run with the first team and just maybe trying to upgrade the small forward position and seeing what they have, and maybe adding a little more offensive firepower. Um, We've talked a lot about, too much, about Luke Richard and Babamute on this podcast and what he brought defensively and kind of how he fills an important role for the Clippers. Um, But it's interesting that the Clippers are possibly experimenting with a player who has shown... In, in past years, that he can really light it up and score in bunches um, at the three and kind of fight fire with fire in a way. I don't know that you can really stop Kevin Durant. I think you just kind of have to hope he misses. Um, he usually makes it a little harder for himself than you would think. He's a crazy efficient scorer. One of the best scorers of all time. Um, but he does take a lot of contested jumpers. And it doesn't really matter if – it's almost like a Jamal Crawford thing where the defense is rendered irrelevant. It's just like either he makes a shot or he misses it. He's finding a way to get it off no matter what because he's 6'11 with a wingspan of like 8'12". Uh, I realize that's not a real number. But he can get his shot off at any time. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, when you play the Warriors, you try and load up offensively and just try and trade punches with them and see how it goes. I, the thing that I like best about the Clippers is that they're not going to really change anything but the small forward position. Everyone else is completely locked in. Um, so I like that, at least in training camp, Early with the reports that Allen Anderson is getting some run, is getting looked at, um, that the Clippers may be willing to experiment a little bit at the small forward. That's what we've been talking about, right? Doc, mix it up, see what you got, throw different lineups out there. Um, And I think it's, it's not a terrible idea. Chris Paul has had a lot of success with small forwards who maybe aren't that athletic and are past their prime. Um, but who can really be great spot-up shooters, especially from the corners. Karan uh, Butler comes to mind. Maurice Peterson comes to mind. Mo Pete. Uh He should be on a hipster team. That Raptors team, the McGrady and Mo Pete and whoever the hell else they had, that's, that's a good one. Oh, Alvin Williams at point guard? Oh, that's a fine hipster team. I got to tell Jason about that. Um... <laughs> What was I talking about? Oh, Alan Anderson kind of fits that mold uh, of that shooter that will spot up in the corner and can hit a high percentage of shots. So we'll see what happens. I like the idea, though, Doc. I like the experimentation already, and I like that you're fighting fire with fire. Now let's hire Kevin Garnett, and everyone will get super hyped up, and he can be a player coach, and he'll rip off his suit in Game 7 of the playoffs and come out and uh, check Steph Curry into the stanchion. It's going to be great. All right, we're going to wrap up this show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we're also on a bunch of different ones. I think we're on Stitcher, um, Audio Boom. You can find us there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Fox Sports Foster. You can email me any questions or comments at fosterdj3 at gmail.com. Make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Lots of great podcasts uh, all across the network, so check those out. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway's stock up sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for $8 with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker cake mix, brownie mix, or frosting are 10 for $10 with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is 20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com.